Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Underwear second and shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first, made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too, all designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash comfy. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Jennifer Aniston said that filming the Friends reunion brought back memories of some of the, quote, hardest times of her life. Ariel Winter spoke out about being fat shamed by fans while she was on Modern Family. And BuzzFeed's Krista Torres is back once again for another educational and horrifying roundup of medical TikToks. It's December 9th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So to kick things off, in a new interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Jennifer Aniston opened up about how filming the Friends reunion earlier this year brought up some difficult memories from her past. Jen explained that the experience took her by surprise, saying, quote, It was like, hi, past. Remember me? Remember how that sucked? You thought everything was in front of you and life was going to be just gorgeous, and then you went through maybe the hardest time in your life? She then went on to clarify that she wasn't speaking about her acting career, but was referring to, quote, more personal stuff that I had expectations about that sort of shapeshifted, though she's grateful for her experience because it made her, quote, the woman that I am. I mean, I find this kind of thing fascinating because I think in recent years, uh, Jennifer has like opened up a lot more about the Brad Pitt situation, which is pretty clearly what she's referring to here. Like Friends ended and I think like summer of 2004 and then like a few months later, that's when the bottom fell out of her marriage with Brad Pitt. He went off with Angelina Jolie and it just like all really became this huge tabloid spectacle. And it's fascinating for me to kind of hear her perspective on it. But it's also sad because Friends is such like a happy place for me when I watch it. And I'm like sad for her that like it just takes her back to such a dark and sad time in her life, you know? You know what? It's so interesting. I like what you said that like more recently she's been talking about it because I'm sure it's a combo of things. One, age, time on earth. You grow to like reflect on your life and also like become confident in using your voice. And even though she like has a platform and she does use her voice for many good things, I feel like using her voice for herself has probably been more difficult because of that monstrous beast of friends that she was a part of. I mean, uh, the publicists that were controlling her and keeping her in a box, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, 
Yes. Well, I'm glad she's finally breaking free, you know? Yes. And speaking, by the way, of sitcom stars who have been put into like very Uh, tight boxes, uh, modern family star Ariel Winter opened up during a recent episode of Red Table Talk about how she was fat shamed by fans during the show's run. Ariel was just 11 years old when she started acting on Modern Family, and by the time she turned 13, she started receiving a lot of toxic hate from the show's fans. I got called a fat slut when I was 13. That was rough. Because I I had gained weight and my body changed, I had to wear different outfits, and I wore a dress that had cut out here, and it was like the headlines were dark. Fat slut was rough for me, and it continued. It was the fans, some of them. We have lovely, lovely fans, but some were also hard on me in the way that, like, they loved Alex Dunphy, and because I wasn't Alex Dunphy and I didn't look like Alex, I didn't want to dress like Alex. Obviously, I look like Alex. I was just different in that way. I'm not my character. Ariel went on to say that she's now feeling better with the help of therapy and medication, saying, quote, I think it's important to fully normalize mental health and the use of mental health medications. She added, so I've tried to share that with my followers. I don't particularly like the fame aspect of the industry. I don't like getting my picture taken when I didn't consent to get my picture taken. I like to have a bit of a private life, so I try to keep that as well. But I do want people to know that life is difficult for everyone in general. Yeah, Stephen, I'm currently disassociating because I'm so angry. Um, I'm like angry on like so many levels. One, the fact that she had to go through that. That is so unbelievably awful to be like your body as a young person being criticized and scrutinized. Second, I am so mad at society for making people think that like the number one insult to go after is someone's size and weight. Like it is just so horribly ingrained in everyone. And it so clearly comes from people not wanting to quote unquote look the way she looks because people have told them that being fat is not good. And also she's not fat. And you know, like even if she was, doesn't matter. There's Mm -hmm. so many things, but it's like anything above a size two you know, is what is considered fat in that way. And it's just like so upsetting that that was like the thing to call her out on because that's probably what they hate the most about themselves and other people because society has told them to. Yeah, that just does seem to be like the go-to thing that people use when they want to hurt someone. And it's worth unpacking why. And, you know, I think this like like begs like a larger conversation about child stars and whether it's like ethical at all to put these young fair, fair. children onto these platforms, you know? Not that I have an answer to that. But <laughs> let's More therapy on set, please, if exactly. you're going to continue yes. to have child actors. Amen. All right. Well, moving on. If you're a regular listener of BuzzFeed Daily, you know that from time to time, we like to dredge the internet to bring you some of the most bizarre stories we can find. Well, today is one of those days. We're joined by BuzzFeed's Krista Torres for another roundup of medical TikToks. Hi, Krista, and welcome back. You were a co-host on Monday and now you're our guest today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like I've been downgraded. Just kidding. (laughs) No, we love our guests and we only love ourselves a little bit. We're working on it. Very true. I kid, I kid. I love it. Thank you for having me again. Well, we are so excited to talk to you because you have some truly horrific and wild stories to share with us today. So let's start with this one. We've all heard of kidney stones, but unfortunately for those of us who find ourselves on medical TikTok, we're now getting to see them as well. So TikTok user at Vocal Guide posted a video of a kidney stone her husband had recently passed. And by passed, I mean he peed it out. And I know our listeners can't see it, but this thing looks like a gigantic, jagged little rock. Uh, Here's the audio clip from the TikTok. My poor boyfriend just peed this out. 
Before you eat I never knew kidney stones could be so evil. Look at that sharp little razor tip. So, Krista, you actually spoke to the couple for your piece. Is this something they deal with regularly? Yes. So, so I just have to shout out that audio for that is just brilliant. <laughs> the song, the Adele song with how awful it is. Yeah, but, it, ne- um, it makes you, it, you need something to make you laugh because it is horrifying. The kidney stone, like it looks disgusting and and so sharp. So sharp. Yeah. Stephen perfectly described it. It, it. It's terrible. It's awful. So unfortunately for this gentleman, he does have chronic kidney stones and he has for 21 years. And the picture we're seeing is actually not the biggest one he's passed. Oh no. Are you serious? Yes. Um, this was actually, yeah, he's, he's been passing them for years. And um, actually she recently sent me an email update saying that he was undergoing surgery this week, which hopefully he'll get some relief from it. Oh. Um, but poor, poor, guy is the um, surgery gonna remove like stones that are currently in his kidney I, I I believe so she didn't go into too much detail so I'm not 100% sure but I'm sure it's going to provide relief hopefully in some way so okay I have another question but now just like as you're talking I have a million questions in my head what did they do they talk about his like pain from one to ten like how painful well, it's interesting because like a lot of people in the comments, if you've even noticed, have said like, I've given birth before and it's just as painful as giving birth. Some people are saying it's even more painful than giving birth. Everybody's pain tolerance is, you know, different. Right. And I've given birth, but I've been blessed to never have passed a kidney stone. So I don't know what it actually feels like, but I had a roommate in college. I've never seen anything like it before. She all of a sudden was like in so much pain. We didn't know what to do. And she, we had her in the shower, doubled over in pain with hot water. We had to take her into the ER and it turned out to be kidney stones. And I've oh never seen anybody God. in that much pain. Yeah. Oh my God. No, I mean, uh, my only reference for kidney stones is literally the episode of Friends when Phoebe's giving birth and Joey has a kidney stone or maybe Rachel's giving birth. Someone's giving birth and Joey has a kidney stone and he's in a lot of pain and thank you steven and but krista that is that is interesting so i'm glad people in the comments are like i've given birth and it's like even more painful or just as painful because i'm like the only people who would really know are people who have given birth and also had a kidney stone but okay so here's the question you actually spoke to a doctor of internal medicine about how kidney stones form and so i want to know what you learned and then and then also did you learn how we can avoid getting them Yes, for sure. So basically she told us that it's actually, so they say it's common, but when you know, you look at it on paper, it's um, between about six to 11% of people who at some point in their life will definitely get a kidney stone. It sounds low, but I guess when you consider everything, she said that's actually a high amount of people. um, That's one in 10 basically. Yeah. So yeah, that is one in 10 of us will experience a kidney stone, unfortunately in our lifetime. So at least once. Um, there are different lifestyle habits that can, you know, contribute to them. But a lot of it times she said it is hereditary or just something that's genetically passed down, which is what, you know, the gentleman has been experiencing. He has chronic kidney stones, as we said in this, but things obviously to avoid are drinking like soda, energy drinks, tons of water is the biggest, best thing that she said is just stay hydrated, drink a lot of water. It helps filter, you know, all of that stuff out of your kidneys. And then you want to obviously have a very well balanced diet and 
there's a lot of different like specifics that, you know, she went into. You want to have a diet low in salt, sugar, animal protein, but you still want to keep a moderate, you know, amount of fat from dairy products in your diet. So no, I don't like anything you're saying. This isn't good. <laughs> what are my options on removing my kidney? Right. I'm just kidding. I won't do that, guys. Death. <laughs> yeah, it's death. Not. Actually, actually, yeah, that is actually what's going to happen. So, all right. Well, we'll be right back with more from Krista Torres. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing "New Year, New You," fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. The Gangster Chronicles podcast is a weekly conversation that revolves around the underworld. From criminals and entertainers to victims of crime and law enforcement, we cover all facets of the game. Gangster Chronicles podcast doesn't glorify or promote illicit activities. We just discuss the ramifications and repercussions of these activities. Because after all, if you play gangster games, you are ultimately rewarded with gangster prizes. Our Heart Radio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find the Gangster Chronicles podcast on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 9021-OMG, join Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Get all the juicy details of every episode that you've been wondering about for decades as 90210 90210 super fan and radio host Sissony sits in with Jenny and Tori to reminisce, reflect, and relive each moment from Brandon and Kelly's first kiss to shouting, Donna Martin graduates. You have an amazing memory. You remember everything about the entire 10 years that we filmed that show. And you remember absolutely nothing of the 10 years that we filmed that show. <laughs> Listen to 9021 OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with BuzzFeed's Krista Torres, who has brought us some of the wildest stories from medical TikTok. I love her and I hate her. Sorry, Krista. <laughs> You've done this to us. <laughs> okay, so your next story is about something very important that everyone, especially women, need to know that it's actually not that great for you to shave your pubic hair. TikTok user Angela Buchner, who is a registered nurse, certified lactation consultant, and doula, recently posted a video explaining why shaving your vagina, especially when you're pregnant, is not a great idea. So, Krista, would you mind educating us? Why shouldn't we shave our pubes? Basically, because there are so many risks involved in it. So, there is a condition called folliculitis, which is the infection of a hair follicle. 
You can get ingrown hairs. You can also get infections and that can cause pain. So basically anything involving a razor down there is just really not a good idea. And, you know, this has been around forever, obviously, since shaving, but it was not often talked about because it was such a thing in society where it was like, you know, women shouldn't have the bush or, you know, all of that stuff. And so now that we are speaking up and being like, what the heck is wrong with body hair? It's there for a reason. Because if you also didn't know your pubic hair is there for a reason, it helps keeps bacteria out. It helps prevent friction during intercourse. There's so many different reasons that we should have pubic hair and society has told women for centuries and centuries that we should shave it because there shouldn't be hair down there. Um, yes. Plus one to everything you said. I, yeah. But also I was like, yeah, I'm like, eyebrows are here for a reason. Like they're kid, right. they're keeping like sweat out of our fa- eyes and like our eyelashes are there for a reason too. So I'm like, all the other hair must be there for a reason too, everyone. But, um, I have to assume that there are safe ways to like trim and stuff. Like, is that still right. on the table? If people want to. Yeah. And again, like we're saying, you know, I also talked to an OBGYN and it's not like anybody is saying, don't ever shave your pubic hair. Don't wax your pubic hair. They're just being like, hey, let's educate ourselves on the risks of it and, you know, do it properly. Don't dry, take a dry razor, which, oh my gosh, I can't even, that just sounds (laughs) painful talking about it. But just as long as you are educated and know the risks, then you can be like, oh, okay. Um, Because the OBGYN, when I was talking to her, she also said, you have no idea how many women come in thinking they have like an STD or something. And it's really just an over-inflamed ingrown hair, it's not, you know, an STD. And so she was like, when you're educated on these different things, you're like, oh, wow, you know, I'm shaving. This could be, you know, something related to shaving, like an infection versus an STD. So I think it's just educating yourself on shaving properly a a good way. But she said the best way, if you want to keep yourself, you know, you don't want to fully grow it for, for lack of better term there, but that is what it is. Then she said that trimming is probably the safest way. So our final story is about when the mistakes of our past come back to haunt us. Uh, TikTok user Hannah Hamilton recently posted a video, which has been viewed over 10 million times, about how she discovered an old mistake she made as a child. Would you mind explaining what happened to Hannah? Oh, gosh. Oh, I love so this, scary. but I hate it. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, she was having a sinus infection, right? And she, it kind of went away. She never thought anything of it. She decided to get one of those earwax cameras shoved up there to see what was going on. Well, she saw something blue. She didn't know what this blue thing was, but then she got a flash in her memory of this time when she was a toddler and she shoved a blue bead up her nose and totally forgot about it. And she was like, could it be? I think not. Then she kind of like moved things around, basically pushing it up further, forgot about it for a week, came back because it started hurting again, put the camera up there and she was like, oh my gosh, okay, I got to get this out. And she was able to pry it out. She did it, it herself? Yes, yeah, she oh did it God. herself. And when she pulled it out, the blue bead had like all of these calcif- calcified boogers on it from being in her nose for 20 years. It, the pictures are awful, <laughs> but she cleaned it off and she has it around a chain right now as a necklace. <gasps> <laughs> sorry, I'm like, my screaming is probably hurting Dan. Dan, I'm sorry for the audio. 
but these are true reactions. This is, I, I wish people could see our various Zoom screens right now. We are all just <laughs> hands over our faces. So you also spoke to an ear, nose, and throat doctor about this incident. Is this something that happens regularly, people? Like, how often are things stuck inside someone's nose for 20 years? Well, she said that, you know, typically the parent or somebody catches it. I mean, I'm hoping adults aren't shoving like beads up their noses, but she said, you know, toddlers are curious. Kids are curious. Parents need to be mindful because whatever they get their hands on, they're going to shove it in, you know, a place like my um, sister-in-law's daughter, actually, a couple weeks ago, she at recess took a rock and shoved it in her ear and they had to take her to an ENT to get the rock out of her ear. So it's just, you know, parents being mindful, maybe every day after school, you're like, hey, did you shove anything in your, <laughs> in any extremity today? But, I genuinely um, think that might be a good question because it's so funny. Like, I get that children are curious, like I'm still curious but I am wondering what is going through their brain when they're like, what are they curious about? Like if the rock can fit in the ear? I mean, I guess it's as simple as that. I mean, yeah, I think it is. I think it's just as simple as that. Like what happens if I do this? You know, like what happens if I push this button? What happens if I do this? But she did say that it is common typically in those situations. She said a lot of times that parents are able to extract them themselves, but she doesn't recommend it, especially because, you know, you just, it's a, it's a little kid's body part and you don't want to be like trying to shove a tweezers up there. You could shove it in further. And so if something like that happens and it's not just readily available to come out, she said, you usually do want to call in a professional to get it taken out. But situations like <laughs> what happened to Hannah are very, very rare because she was like, I'm surprised that she didn't have any, you know, pain for 20 years because that is a foreign object in your nose. Well, but she I said... I bit. I wonder if she said anything. Like, did her body just grow around the blue bead? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And she said, "There's cavities up there in your nose, and hers just happened to probably fit in that one cavity that didn't block her airway." And then I was thinking, "Oh, the air was flowing through the hole in the oh, bead." The bead. <laughs> As always, you have disgusted, horrified, and mystified us. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Check your kids' noses tonight. All right, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, leave child stars alone. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go for your podcasts. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of the biggest stories on BuzzFeed coming to you daily. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council.